delighted to have you in the podcast where all stories are welcome and the masks come off. Hi Alva. Hey Sheeta, hi, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. And thank you so much for, for joining me for a Soul Brew on Soul Brews with Sheeta. I'm delighted to have you on Coffee and Soul. And uh, thank you very much for making the time, Alva. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. So this is lovely. Nice to be able to kind of have a have a cuppa with you and, and have a nice conversation. So looking forward to it, Shiva. Wonderful. Likewise. And uh, I've, I've been I've been excited about this and I'm glad we're finally doing it. So uh, do you have your cup of coffee ready with you? I have my, my cup of herbal tea. <laughs> ah, so your herbal tea. Lovely. And I'm, I'm a no, no caffeine person. So oh. <laughs> herbal tea is just wonderful as well. So Here's to life, Alva, and to you. Good health. Here's to life, and to you too, Shiva. Yeah, lovely. Cheers. <laughs> Alva, I'm going to ask you to hold this uh, cup and nestle it between your palms. Mm-hmm. And if you can just sit back and relax. Yeah, what comes to mind is um, just thinking of my uh, childhood. Um, I used to go down to my where my mother was from she grew up on a farm and uh, I loved going there I'd go for a month and um, yeah what came into my mind was running up the yard in the evening time and the cool of the evening in my bare feet I used to love running up I know this sounds crazy but I used to love running up and running through the Really, and yeah. the feeling of it between my toes and the freedom, the freedom, and just running up through where the the dairy was and up into the field and the hay barn and yeah, just that complete and utter freedom. Um, and uh, yeah, interesting. My word for the year is freedom. So that yeah. is amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh, and 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 as you're saying this, I can see the little girl. Just flying through this and going into the, uh, and, 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 and what, uh, apart from freedom, what, what does this mean for you? Uh, this image, where, what all, what else are they telling you about? Yeah, I think it's I, just incredible. And I, I, my connection when I was younger to being out in nature and being part of nature. I mean, I had a, when I used to go down there, we had a relationship with a mother cow and a daughter cow and, um, oh, there was always kittens and animals, and and I think particularly during COVID, um, and not only for myself, but I know for others, just this incredibly kind of almost reconnection with nature. You know, not that I wasn't before, but just that, that huge kind of sense of the value and importance of us really respecting nature and being connected to nature and knowing that just visitors really I mean you know but the learning that comes from nature as well so that's been really significant in the last year and because it's the it's the first time in 25 years that I haven't had to get in a car mm. and drive for work I haven't had to travel for work um, and to be able to get out and walk every day and, and where I live looking at my window here is just kind of rolling hills and kind of rural countryside in Ireland Mm. Um, and that yesterday was beautiful day here it was just like blue skies and sunshine and um, not that it's been like that a lot lately but um and 
Um, I'm, near, I'm near a very big river. So, you know, I walk through a wood and, and down by the river and back up and just, it's just, yeah, it, it's just that real appreciation of nature and connection with nature. Yeah. It sounds idyllic, really. Mm. And obviously, and it's not just in the, not just in the words that you're saying, but in the tone that you're using mm. right now is the peace and the, and the sense of nature that comes out. And obviously mm. this is something that means a lot to you. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 it does, and out with my dog, and so it's, yeah, and that's what's been really the gift, I mean, it has been the gift of COVID, and um, I mean, there's been lots of challenges as well, but that has been a significant gift, and um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's bringing back the importance of the simple things in life, mm. um, and simplicity is, where I think it's what we've moved so far away from mm. with the world and how it's become so material and so fast-paced. I mean, not that it's not still fast-paced now, but I, I don't know, it's, it's brought greater focus in and kind of magnified for me and for others mm. what's really important, mm. um, you know, and, and one of those things is nature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you, when you talk, I'm curious, when you talk about simple things oh, what are those simple things that are simple for you one of them as you said was nature what else Alba? um oh I, I i love cooking and having uh food sharing food with friends and uh, yeah i mean sometimes that that's that's so simple and yet it's so significantly important and mm. um i love i love reading mm. I just finished a book yesterday, which is a beautiful book, um, called Away with the Penguins. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, lovely. Just a, a, just a really beautiful story. And actually, um, again, it's interesting because it was all about the learning from nature. <laughs> so it was a, uh, the, for for the, the woman in the story um, uh, going to Antarctica and her learning from the penguins and how important um, you know, she realized being being part of a tribe and part of a community, how important that was, and she hadn't had that. Wow. And uh, that importance also of her uh, being in with with kind of these penguins who were babies and playing and the play and the fun and the uh, you know, I was with with a neighbor yesterday, and she's two little pups and the joy I was just like <laughs> laughing with them you know they were just jumping around and you know cuddling in and having a little snooze on my lap and so yeah and it's it kind of the book kind of brought into focus again my own kind of learning from working training groups of people and uh, how how much I've learned in the last number of years uh, how disconnected people are and how you know how much they don't feel like they belong mm. um, and it would have been a theme from my own life growing up but with different things that had happened that I didn't quite know where I belonged I mm. lived in the UK I came back to Ireland and um, all these groups that I train each each of them through the the space that's created that they they get this sense of being being a tribe and, and, mm. and being connected together and um and it's just wonderful to see um, and then supporting each other as a tribe. So it's mm. like, you know, I set them all up in WhatsApp groups and they and years on, they're still connecting in with each other. And, you know, 
So if somebody has a challenge, they're into texting the group, you know, have this happening today. Can you all send me positive energy and, and everybody's back straight away. And it's, um, it's, it's lovely, you know, yeah. and I think it, it connects into because life has become so complex and so yeah. busy that that simplicity is lost, but also that connection is lost. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. sense of line, sense of being part of, yeah. of something. Um, so, yeah, so that book yesterday was another reminder of, um, of how important uh, that connection is for all of us and that yeah. sense of belonging is for all of us. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it sounds, it sounds wonderful and I'm definitely going to try and get my hands on it and read it. Mm -hmm. uh, Alba, you know, just reflecting with you on your life and I'd love to, I'd love to get a sense of, you know, I know that you're a very accomplished coach and coach of the year uh, last this year, 2020, 2020, I think. No, I was coach of the year for Ireland, that is, in 2016. And then this year I was supervisor. Well, actually, when I say this year, it was actually the end of 2020. Um, supervisor of the year. And I also won yes. with another uh, coach who we both uh, co-founded, Connected Coach, which was to provide uh, free coaching for frontline staff during COVID. So we won the President's Award for Social Enterprise for that as well mm. uh, at the end of 2020. Yeah, yeah, and this, this, so so much that you did, and obviously responded to the moment when you uh, when you started Connect Coach, and that's amazing to be able to do that. But it'd be great to understand your journey, right up to where you are today, your highs, your lows, <laughs> some of your your defining moments, you know. And uh, and I'm not saying that we need to get into the detail, but I'm just saying, you know, some some of the high points. Uh, if you could share, it'd be lovely to hear. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's been quite a journey. And um, I, literally as of the last week, um, I, it's been in my head for quite some time to write. Um, and not, it's not, I'm not writing a coaching book, but to write a book um, which I've had the title in my head for quite some time, which is The Human Condition. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, both from my own experience and from all of the different people that I've worked with over the years. And, and that last week through a group I was in, what came out was that to write it was an act of compassion, so that I need to write it. And then what came up was, um, which somebody shared, was about the God of compassion and uh, the God of compassion having lots of hands and, uh, and that I have many hands to write this book now. So I, I'm going to have to do it sooner or later. But yeah, it's... Um, That's a gosh. very powerful symbol. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. And it was like, I was thinking, oh, can I write? And it's like, oh, you've got all these hands that you can write with. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's been quite a journey through life. Um, I, I uh, am the fifth child of seven, but the middle, kind of just off the middle girl. There was the oldest was a girl. I was just off the middle and then the youngest is a girl um, with four kind of brothers around me. And um, the, I suppose the most significant thing that happened in my life was my father died uh, of a, a, a very sudden heart attack um, on the night of my 11th birthday. Mm. Um, and my mother was left with seven children between 21 and three. And um, unfortunately, she didn't cope very well mm. and uh, became an alcoholic. And so it was a very challenging kind of childhood after that. Um, and being the middle girl, I kind of ended up when I was 12, uh, you know, my elder brother gave me a cookery book and said, best to look in your new role in life. 
I, I it, it, it was uh, somehow decided I, as the middle girl, would take over uh, the kind of um, caring role. Um, and um, yeah, there were lots of ups and downs, a lot of challenges, a lot of a lot of learning. Um, and uh, you know, by the time I left home, uh, there was still a lot of challenges going on. But when I turned. I'd always wanted to travel, always. Yeah. I, I actually went to college wanting to be an anthropologist. Yeah. And um, uh, I, uh, when I, I left Ireland and went to London, I worked um, uh, as a, a croupier in the Hilton Casino in Park Lane in London because there were no jobs at that stage in Ireland. Um, and I wanted to save money to travel. You know, it was at, it was at that point that I kind of realised that you know, I could carry a lot of, I suppose, hurt or anger and sadness as well that my life had been so challenging. But I realized when I reflected that it had given me masses of strength. Um, so even though I had lost things, I had gained as well. Um, um, and I suppose, you know, as I think of um, Shirzad Shamin and his positive intelligence program, it's like, you know, using that wiser part of the brain is like, well, what are the what are the gifts and opportunities in the challenges that we've had? And, you know, at that age of 24, I was able to see the gifts I'd got, which was an incredible connection of seeing the humanity in people and seeing people's pain and an equally incredible strength and resilience um, and determination as well. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I saved enough money to travel um, on a an army truck with a group of people through parts of Africa, Asia and the Far East. And that was one of the most um, profound experiences of my life. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, talking about where I started, that was where, oh my God, the freedom was incredible because, you know, I didn't have to worry about paying bills. I didn't have to worry about working. I didn't have to worry about what I looked like. I didn't have to worry if I didn't wash. Uh, even though you know we would we would get an opportunity to wash but there was no there was there was there was no masks it was you could just be completely and utter yourself and people were incredibly welcoming and warm and this was like traveling through parts of Africa and, 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 and the Middle East and Paris that, that you know nobody was going it was in the middle of nowhere it was yeah. you know so um so that was an incredible experience um yeah, came came back from that to uh, to Ireland then, and was in Ireland for a couple of years. Ended up getting my first kind of serious job. Mm-hmm. I became a medical sales rep and left that and uh, sort of started working a few. I don't remember at the Live Aid concert. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yes, of course, uh, yes. Yeah, so I was in I was in Sudan during the time that Live Aid. Happened. Really, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and. Um, and we didn't, and there, even in Sudan at that stage, there was very little water. So it was quite challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I came back and, and after I left my sales job, I, I worked for um, a charity that had been set up that Bob Geldof had come back to Ireland. It was There was really high unemployment at that stage. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had done a, a concert called Self Aid. Mm-hmm. And it was to raise money to help people set up a business. And so I started to work for for that charity and traveled the country, connecting people with people who'd offered uh, support. And um, yeah, it was while I was in that job then I had met my my husband uh, and I'd gone for a visit to London. And and so then I left Ireland again and I went to London and uh, 
yeah, and you know, have had various jobs from setting up, you know, I manage an enterprise development for young people who were disadvantaged and training unemployed people and then got into management and training, leadership training when I came back to Ireland um, and went on then to be a third level lecturer in personal development and group dynamics and mm. kind of over 10 years ago went out on my own. So it, it, I, as, as I say to people, I had the portfolio career before it became fashionable right. um, because I've done so many different things. Um, so um, yeah, and, and along the way, you know lots of challenges of moving and living in mm. different places and you know having two boys and yeah. uh you know being a being a, a mum who was working and trying to juggle and balance and um go through you know those challenges that as women uh, i think when we work and have children of feeling am i doing enough am i being a good enough mother and um, sometimes the guilt of being away from home and um but all all of those things have have brought a, a great understanding of the sort of challenges that people go through the changes that people have to go through the flexibility we have to have mm -hmm. and i think probably the key and most important thing is compassion mm -hmm. is that compassion for myself um compassion for others um i think that an awful lot of the work that i do with so many of the people i uh, train particularly because I train have been training people um, for a UK company called Coaching Development I've been training them on an ICF uh, accredited program for the last 11 years mm. and uh, I think that that program is really about enabling people to make a journey home to themselves mm. Um, mm. and to yeah to, to come to a place of loving themselves and being mm. kinder to themselves and and understanding themselves mm. um, and accepting themselves mm. as they are, um, yeah. which for me, I feel very, I, I, I just feel blessed every day. Yeah. I get up, whether it's with those groups or clients I work with, that I get to do the work I do. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I feel very privileged and very honoured. Yeah, and, and and obviously this is something that is so, um, you're living the life that you um, probably envisage for yourself. and. And uh, the it's so it's so enriched your life, and so uh, when you share that uh, the what all you have done, what you've been through, and all the things that you and where you are today, with all of this command kind of amalgamated into what you bring to people that you work with, I think mm -hmm. that is really beautiful and powerful. So uh, it's wonderful to hear, Alva. You spoke about freedom; that that's the word of this. So of this year for you, what's, uh, talk, talk to me a little more about that. Well, I think it's, uh, well, I had a significant birthday in December and I think yeah. that was also part of it because there is that kind of, you know, when you get to that point in your life and you think, oh my God, I've only got, I've got less to live than I've lived, which is kind of scary. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, just something about, you know, I, I you know, for, for so many of us that we, you know, we we have from when we're younger, you know, we develop a particular story about ourselves. Yeah. And, um, you know, very much the story I had growing up was a little bit like I was Cinderella in the kitchen, yeah. in the back kitchen, you know, doing all the cooking and cleaning, but yeah. everybody had forgotten about me. And, um, um, and, 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 you know, over the last kind of 15 years, really kind of 
that kind of realization of, you know, I didn't have to wait. You know, why was I waiting for Prince Charming to come along? I mean, I had the golden slippers, you know. <laughs> um, and, and then, uh, but, but, you know, for me growing up, it was almost like I was given shoes too big for me. Mm. Um, so it's it's at this stage of life it's um it's it's a wonderful feeling of liberation yeah. because I know who I am um I accept myself as I am I'm I'm, I'm I'm you know so so much more loving of myself than I would have been when I was younger mm. um there's a liberation of being able to uh, and a freedom of just being true and authentic and honest and and being vulnerable um and i think that's the that has been my biggest learning because it, it's like what i said at the beginning i to survive mm. i developed this incredible strength and resilience um but in that it wasn't safe or okay to be vulnerable mm. um mm. Uh, you know that just wasn't a possibility and you know i think as as brenia brown would say you know our strength is our vulnerability and um to find my way and my life journey to that understanding and that acceptance there's a liberation in that and I, and there's something about when you get older it's 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 okay it's okay to yes. if I feel like you know if I feel the tears come and and and, and I want to cry I will or if I, if I need to ask for help that's okay too it's not a weakness it's not yeah which I which I think for and I know for an awful lot of people I work with and I train that that's where so many of us come from that it's mm. not okay to ask for help it's not okay um because we we think we'll be weak we'll be seen as weak or we'll be seen as incompetent and um mm. yeah there's something there's something lovely to let let go of all of that conditioning all of that that stuff that we carry and i i think that's where i said a lot of it is i, I do believe in a funny kind of way as we get older we almost uh return to what I would call our first act you know so it's like our first act is when we're younger and then our second act is all of this striving and achieving and and then it's like our third act is like is almost a return to our first act so it's you know it's a kind of watch out I'll be finding fields to run up through the cow path soon you know so it's kind of um it's that return to our innocence our essence you know who who really deep down we really are that we we somehow felt we had to not be or that wasn't okay to be or wasn't safe to be uh, as well um, and to return to that there is a freedom and a liberation um, uh, not worrying what people think it's not to say it's not worrying you know not, not being concerned about being caring and kind and loving to others but but that this is who I am you know you can take me or leave me um, I'm okay with that and there is a freedom in that yeah Absolutely. And when you say that the third act is equal to the first act, I think it's so profound, Alva. Mm -hmm. So profound mm -hmm. to yeah. be in that space and to experience it. Yeah. 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 yeah so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to more of that third act yeah. <laughs> as, as the years go on. And hopefully, um, hopefully it will go on for some time and, uh, you know, that I will stay in good health as well. And mm -hmm. Uh, kind of mind and body and uh, I think this is where um, unfortunately again I mean uh, within our society that mm. um, you know kind of as people get older almost you know we're seen as 
that we have not maybe we don't have anything to offer and yet we have the greatest gifts to offer absolutely um, it, it's i i heard a story the other day of um uh it's actually my ex brother-in-law who'd gone to he's 71 and he went to train he's he's, he's a, an ophthalmologist and uh, he went to um to get training to give the coping vaccine and they came back and he said no you can't you're 71 so he was okay to practice leave at 70 mm. but suddenly now he's 71 yeah. that's it that's absurd yeah oh, this is crazy mm. Um, mm. and i think that's one of the the kind of losses in modern society here is that you know this the, the kind of element of ageism is that you get to a certain age and and and, mm. and yet you've got the greatest gifts to us absolutely as the elder as the elder yeah. of the society i mean there is so yeah. much yeah. yeah and this ageism as you talk about is playing out quite a bit isn't it and it's it's a tough one to combat uh yeah. But uh, I think more people, as you say, Alva, more uh, people start realizing and start living to what you just spoke about, the more it will kind of reinvent itself and come back. Because you, you can't uh, not, uh, what, and I'd like to call it as the elders of the, of the tribe, you know, as yeah. you were saying, yeah. Yeah, what they bring, well, it's, it's, uh, it's incomparable. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and saying that at the same time, I know that um, one of my kind of biggest challenges in my current life is that, um, you know, I, you know, when you when you've grown through and gained so much in life, in ways you you can never give to your children that wisdom in the way you'd like to, uh, because you know. Our children sometimes don't want to listen to their parents <laughs> so it's um and yet i trust you know they'll they'll mature and they'll want to hear it and they'll mm. want to take it on board but mm. when when you're in your 20s you think your parents like what do they know <laughs> exactly um you know it's um and then at the same time i know that we all have to travel our own journey and I personally believe that we're all here to learn different lessons and here to travel, you know, that individual journey. So unfortunately, one of the, I suppose the, the learnings I've had to have is that I have to step back and I have to mm. let my children do it their own way and go through their own fires and, you know, get burnt, even though you don't want your kids to get burnt, but, um, but uh, that's where the growth happens. Mm. Um, uh, so, yeah, the, the journey never ends for, for me either. So the learning yeah. just doesn't end, <laughs> just goes on and on. Yeah. Um, would, yeah. that be, would that be like a message you would give out to young parents or parents who are struggling with their kids? Or is that something that you would say to them? How, how what you just said? Yeah. Um, my, my two boys have had a lot of challenges and, uh, you know, my natural inclination as a mother has been to rescue and, mm. um, you know, to make things better. I mean, you can do that when they're smaller and pick them up and, mm. you know, cuddle them and make them feel okay. But, um, but when they're adults, it's, um, you know, I most definitely, my journey over the last number of years has had to, is had to accept I don't have control and that I have to let them travel their journey and that all, all I can do and all I continually do 
is to love them and to and to let them know that love is there uh, as much as is possible that unconditional love is there mm. and that no matter what i'm firm and steadfast and i will be there regardless um uh but yeah we cannot control it all yeah. and and there is a bigger plan <laughs> there is a bigger plan um and I, you know <laughs> I don't have any control over that plan. Um, uh, and, and I think in it as well, as parents, um, for me, it has been learning all the time. You know, along that journey, I, I trained, you know, as a therapist and uh, an integrative arts therapist. And um, I mean, primarily I, I did it because I, I needed to do work on myself to sort of stuff out from my, my home life. But um, I'll never forget, you know, one of the things was that we can only ever be a good enough parent. Um, you know, we can never be perfect. It's knowing I did a good enough job. It's, you know, I'm human too, as a parent. Nobody, you know, as, as people say, they, they give you, you have to get a license to have a dog, but, you know, to be a parent, it's just like, you know, you have to find your way through it. And, yeah, you don't get a manual. Yeah. No, you don't get any manual. <laughs> and, um, talking with my elder son recently, you know, he said, I know, ma'am, you, you know, you, you, you know, you did your best. You didn't, you, nobody told you how to do it, you know. Um, um, and uh, so again, it's having that compassion for ourselves. And, uh, and whether it is more something that I think as women, as mothers, because of that maternal instinct, because we have brought the life into the world that we beat ourselves up more, because my experience in working with so many women as, as a coach is that we, we carry greater guilt and we give ourselves a harder time, uh, particularly with when we're working and bringing our kids up. And uh, I guess my message is, you know, we're pretty amazing. Yeah, I think women are amazing. And um, and it is that, you know, we, we, we've done our best and, you know, we give all the love we can to our children. And, you know, they have got to travel their own path. Yeah, and it's okay for us to love ourselves. Um, it's very, very interesting. I think it's... Um, that we're talking about this, and this is coming out today on International Women's yeah. Day as well, Alva. So, you know, mm, although, yeah. <laughs> although on, on, on my part, I believe every day is uh, Women's Day. But, uh, but it's interesting yeah. that we should be bringing, you know, this should be a conversation for between us. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Alva, um, is there an adage? It was coming into my head thinking about that with the... A piece from Cal Gibran uh, around his uh, poetry around children. Like, you know, they're they're really only on loan. You know what I mean? You've only had them for a little while on loan, and that's it. So exactly. I've always, uh, you know, that's always been something in my head that I have to keep coming back to. You know, mm. yeah. Mm. So you were going to ask me something? She I was there. I was going to ask you, and that is powerful because uh, Khalil Gibran, when he talks about the uh, children, uh, that that entire passage is beautiful. So mm. thank you for bringing that up again. All this time that you have spent in living in life and experiencing and caring for others and caring for yourself, is there an adage you live by? Is there like a metaphor for life that you have or could be many, but is there something that that's a fallback for you? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it, it probably is this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Yes, yeah. we got that this in the group. It's a beautiful, oh. powerful parable. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think particularly, you know, at different stages where I've gone through challenges and, and particularly over the last number of years, um, 
it is, yeah, that this too shall pass. Nothing stays the same. Everything changes, you know. Um, and that, you know, my mother, uh, years and years ago, um, and, and it's it's from Shakespeare, but nothing is nothing is either good nor bad, only thinking makes it though. Absolutely. So it, it is that kind of, we don't know, we don't know what will come from things. They may seem, or we might think they're bad, but actually good comes from them. Or, you know, we might think something is going to be good, but maybe something else comes from it. But it's, it's um, I guess it's just trust, trust in the process of life. It is taking us on the journey we are meant to go on and it will bring the opportunities for us to grow and learn. But mm. yeah, it, but, it, but this too shall pass. So enjoy like yesterday, it was beautiful, and I had this beautiful walk, ended up sitting outside. Thankfully, it was beautiful enough to be able to sit outside in COVID that I could sit out with uh, friends and we are having a glass of wine and the sun was shining. And I was like, this, just enjoy this, be in this moment because this will pass. And it's like when the, the tough times come, it's like, you know, this too will pass because everything keeps changing. And for me, that that in recent years has been very much, yeah, mm. very much the the what I come back to, mm. yeah. Mm. yeah. And having seen life the way you have, you know, looked at life from both sides now. If you look at it from that perspective, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, is there anything you feel you could have done differently, Alma? And I don't mean it in the sense of regrets. You know, I'm just no, no, no. Uh, yeah. Let's practice some. Blameless discernment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think probably um, the only thing that I would have is different is that I would have played more mm. and had more fun and not have, uh, you know, I think partly because of that childhood, I became highly responsible at a very young age. I mean, I, mm. you know, very much kind of brought up my two younger siblings who were three and six and because um, my other siblings kind of left home quite quickly so I became very responsible and um, and you know that kind of I suppose transferred into my marriage where I became the main provider and so yeah I think that would be it's and it's not it's like because I'm going to have my third act so I'm going to do a lot exactly it's not that I don't already because I'm 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 the best person to have at a party and uh, you know up singing and dancing and um, uh, but yeah I think yeah to have more freedom it was interesting so there's that word again so more freedom to, to play and um, uh, and I would have um, if life had been different um, I would have loved to have been a dancer really so, oh that yeah. is so beautiful Alva yeah, so that's what I would have. I was very, uh, very sporty, gymnastics, mm. um, and and was involved in that before my dad passed. But then when that happened, it was like everything, everything kind of ended. And I had only started learning the piano, and and really wanted to do that. And it's only in the last year this this keyboard is behind me because it sat there for years that I wanted to to learn the piano. So, um. So yeah, I, I and I would have loved to have on drama and um, so these are some of the things that you know I can still and I will do, but if I was yeah if I was to have done anything different, it would have been to have more more time for for play. Yeah, yeah. 
And that's probably what it is. And that's why they call it the third act, I guess, because it's, as you said, it's the time for, you have your, your piano, your keyboard behind you, and I am very tempted, very, very tempted. Oh, no, I don't ask, I can't play anything. <laughs> no, because I got it a year ago, and then when COVID yeah. kicked in, um, all practice stopped because I had to transfer all my programs online. And then with Connect a Coach, I literally, was working like incredibly long hours and long days and like nature was about the only thing was getting out and having that but everything else kind of went yeah. to standstill and actually it's only last not yesterday but the previous Sunday was the first day I got back on it to practice wow. um, and I had to I, I you know I have a, an app on my phone where I was learning how to play and I had to kind of go back to the beginning because I was like I can't remember any of it because I hadn't done anything since, well, really since last March. Yeah. yeah. So um, since the, well, it would have been the end of March or into April when COVID kind of kicked in. So yeah, so my intent is to get back there. So come back to me in a year's time and then I'll sure. be able to. When we do the second session with you, definitely. Because <laughs> yeah. my intention was for my significant birthday, I was going to be able to play a simple classical piece on the piano. But that has not happened. It'll happen <laughs> soon enough, I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah. tell me, yeah. before we, uh, before you know, I ask you a few more questions and we come to the close. I would really like for you to tell us a little more about Connect a Coach, the the seeds, uh, how it began, where it is today. Yeah, and um, well, our uh, Thishik at the time, uh, uh, essentially like our prime minister, he. Uh, he put out a call to Ireland um, after, it would have been after um, St. Patrick's Day uh, last year when, you know, the realisation kicked in of where we were all at. And it was like, who can help? Whoever out there can help. And um, another uh, colleague, uh, Karen Hayes, um, you know, she'd been thinking about it. It had been in my head and I thought, oh, I don't know how we do it. But actually she said, she rang and she said, look, could we do this? And she had come up with the name and um, she had the technological kind of background and I had the connections. Um, and literally, uh, I, I mean, I sometimes wonder how we did it now because literally in the space of a week, we uh, ended up, got somebody to design the website, do the branding. I reached out and had hundreds of coaches come back to me, reached out to supervisors, um, we set up contracts um, and literally in the space of a week, we went live. I still wow. don't know how we did it. You know, this brings me to the to thought, this Mahatma Gandhi, you know, Gandhi. And he, one of the things, yeah. again, he started his movements and uh, the freedom movement. And, and uh, he said, uh, somebody asked him, how can you manage this? And, you know, with few, so he said, he said that, you know, it's amazing when you, uh, fighting for a just cause, people just seem to pop up from the pavement and just start contributing to, to what, you, uh, what you're out to do. Does that kind of resonate, uh, Alva, with something like what, what have you happened with you? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It was, mm. it, it was almost like you know, everything just aligned with mm -hmm. ease. It was, it was just, everything just happened with ease and it just all came together. And, it was quite incredible and 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 the coaching community 
you know, the desire to support, yeah. to help, so, to, yeah. to give back was incredible. And yeah. um, um, and then what was really interesting kind of through it was that, um, you know, when I think about it as well, going back and when we had training for the coaches and psychological first aid, yeah. supervisors were set up because I was very clear that the coaches needed to be supported, yeah. that we needed to create the structure for how we were doing it that would uh, make sure that the, the, that you know in, in, in the connected coach system what happened uh, well uh, you know it was incredibly uh, when you have a when everybody wants to serve and you've got a very clear purpose how everything just aligns and comes together um, um, and what was what was really interesting was that for a lot of the coaches they had um, they had lost their businesses and most people, everything had just stopped. Um, and through Connect to Coach, it wasn't only that the frontline staff were supported, but actually the coaches started to feel part of a community, which goes back to what I said and we were talking about earlier, which is how important it was that, that they felt like they were part of this, this, again, this kind of tribe and because each of them were in small supervision groups, each of those supervision groups was like a, a support network for the coaches. And so they felt incredibly supported during COVID when their businesses had gone. Mm. Um, and it was just, again, another reminder of how much and how, how important it is, is for us to feel connected mm. and to be part of something and to, to be serving. Yeah, and there was something that was really significant about people feeling that they were serving. And and all of the coaches um, have stayed on board and we've continued. So they rotate every eight weeks um, on the site and, um, and the service is still being offered and wow. we'll continue to offer it now up until to, till June. And then potentially then we, we will stop then at that point, um, I would imagine. Yes. What, a, what a brilliant thing to have done. And, and the fact that it, it, it must have been so needed and so uh, responsive to the situation and probably just, you know, something, you know, just connecting so beautifully into what was needed. And that is amazing that, you know, you helped birth that. Uh, yeah. no, um, no, it, it, was, it was wonderful to be able to, to do, to, to serve in some way to operate. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing again, and again, it goes back to what we spoke about earlier is that, um, is that when people are going through a time of crisis and challenge, um, and, and this would, I would relate to this in my own experience, that um, it's very difficult to reach out for help. Mm. Um, because the fear is that if I, if I, if I, if I let a crack open, mm. um, then I might fall apart mm. and I won't be able to survive this. Mm. Um, and so we've kind of witnessed that, that during the really, really heavy crisis time with COVID in each of the kind of waves that have come, mm. it's not during the most challenging time that people reach out. It's only post yeah. the challenge. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I think that the reality is that as we move out of COVID in the next, whether it's going to be six, nine months a year, I think then we're going to see the the kind of fallout and um mm. the impact that it has had on people and mm. the space that they will need to be able to process mm. um, because they, they they haven't been able to 
give themselves permission because it, didn't yeah. feel, it, it hasn't felt safe enough, particularly those who've been in very, very challenging situations yeah. to, to ask for that help because yeah. the fear is I won't be able to carry on. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, there are just so many levels to this, right? Whatever we've been through and we're just beginning to unpack it. So after the most obvious, it's the ones that are, and that's, that's um, it's amazing what you're referring to. Alva, uh, I believe every human being has a very unique gift to offer mankind, humankind as such. What is yours? I think it's, I, I say to people, it's love. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, I think my, I don't know, my purpose in life has been about love. Yeah. Um, and, and I do believe that that is, that is the, that is the essential thing in life, um, is that we can stay in a place of love of ourselves and of others. And, um, and if we can be in that place and less in a place of fear, then the world would be such a happier, peaceful uh, place for everybody. Um, and we have to just keep coming back to that. Um, so, yeah. yeah. That is so beautiful mm. that you are about love. And thank mm. you so much for sharing that with us and letting us into that and letting us feel that, me and the people who will be watching and viewing this. Mm. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say before you? I just thank you so much for, um, thank you so much for having me on and, uh, I had no idea where this was going to go, what we're going to be spoken about. So, um, yeah, it's 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 been a, a privilege to to share uh, with you and to talk with you. And uh, yeah, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, and and it's my privilege, uh, Alva, because to be able to talk about things that are actually sacred in 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 spaces together across the world. I think these are some of the boons and the benefits of the times that we have just been through. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank you for, for uh, being a part of Soul Brews with Shiva and for being so open in what you have shared. Um, and, um, and I wish you every success in your third act as you journey on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and all the very best. Thank you so much for, um, uh, for this conversation, Alva. Thank you. And yeah, hopefully if we reconnect next year, I'll be able to play that piece on the piano. <laughs> I look forward to that. And we get some and we get to see some dancing as well. And maybe all join in as well. Yeah. Right? Some Too dancing, good. some uh, singing, some playing on the piano, and, <laughs> and potentially some writing that has been done as well. <laughs> it sounds like we'll be celebrating, and I look forward to that. Yeah, likewise. Thanks, Shiva. Take Thank care. You. Have a lovely day. The rest is down to you. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for your time and attention and for being a part of Soul Brews with Shiva. Until next week, keep the coffee swirling. <laughs>